Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Chris Figueretti, for this week's message. Well, hello and welcome back, everyone. Excited to be with you this Palm Sunday weekend. For everybody watching online, of course, our church at home groups and all the folks down at Hohog and East Wheeling, it is a privilege and a pleasure to be with you. Uh, This is the weekend of Palm Sunday. Uh, And Palm Sunday is the beginning of what we call Holy Week. And Holy Week is the last week before Jesus is crucified and then ultimately risen from the dead next Sunday, which is when we celebrate Easter. And uh, it's the most significant week in Jesus's life. It's the reason that he came, but we're going to do things a little bit differently this year. Rather than preaching a message on Holy Week, what I'm going to invite you to do all week long, each and every day, is to enter the story of Holy Week, to uh, spend some time each day reading scriptures that correspond with what was going on that week, spending some time reflecting on that. And we're going to read through the book of John together, starting in John chapter 11. And I want today, I want to challenge you to read John, before the end of the day, read John chapter 11 and 12 and take a little bit of time and reflect on that. Now we're starting before the triumphal entry where people were throwing palm branches on the ground. We're starting with the resurrection of Lazarus because this is where the momentum really gets going. Lazarus was a close friend of Jesus. He died died. He was in the grave for several days before Jesus made it to the town that he lived in. And Jesus famously says, Lazarus, come out of, and he comes out of the tomb. And, uh, and everybody is now buzzing about Jesus possibly being the Messiah, being the one, and the rest of the week unfolds from there. And so each day, Monday, you're going to read John 13, Tuesday, John 14 and 15, and on and on all the way through next Saturday where you'll read John 20 and 21. Now you can access this schedule a couple different ways. It will be on the website. You can uh, download the notes Uh, for for this week's message, and it will be there. Uh, If you are in our database, we will email you daily with the reading for that day. So, But do it. Engage that way. That's the first way I want you to enter the story. The second way that I want to invite you and challenge you to enter the story is this. On Friday, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., at Warden Run, our campus on, on Warden Run, we are going to be doing something called the Stations of the Cross. And it's an experience, it's an opportunity to slow down with pictures, with music, with scriptures, uh, with communion, and an opportunity for prayer to, to just slow yourself down and, and again, enter the story of Jesus' crucifixion. And that will be on Friday, Good Friday, at the church building on Warden Run Road. I want to invite you, if you can get there, to make it a priority to come to the Stations of the Cross experience on Friday. And if you have kids that are too small to participate with you, uh, we will have childcare available as well. The third thing that I want you to do to enter the story this week is, is simply this. As you are reflecting on what Jesus did, his sacrifice, his his, his um it just the entire passion uh, experience of th- this week involves. I want you to remember that he did not just die for you. 
absolutely reflect on the implication to your life, but remember that he has come and he went through this torture and he rose from the dead and conquered death for everybody that you know, everybody that you will ever know. And when he saves us, he invites us and calls us into the greatest purpose for our life, which is helping other people find and follow God. And Easter is the easiest time to extend an invitation for people to hear the gospel of Jesus. See, we have this phenomenon in our culture where, where people show up to church who never go to church, but they'll show up to church on Easter and Christmas. And it's the easiest invitation of the year, and it's the greatest opportunity to present the gospel, which we will do next Sunday on Easter morning. And so invite people, invite everybody that you would ever think of to invite to church. Invite, invite, invite. And to help you, we have sent out 50,000 postcards. We have billboards. We've got internet promotion going on. There's even radio ads in the community going on and have been for a while. And that's not to get people to come to church because people don't come to church because they got a postcard or heard something on the radio. They come to church because they got a postcard or heard something on the radio, and then their friend of theirs invited them. It, it's plowing the soil. It's getting the soil ready for the invitation. And that is your job. This week, plan on inviting as many people as you can. Bring them with you, and let's fill the Capitol Theater to the brim with people this weekend. And we will present the gospel, and it will be quite the celebration. And if you know people with kids, we have the Kids Center all set up and ready to go. It's going to be an amazing Easter celebration this year. And I hope that you just don't show up by yourself, but that you bring somebody with you. So I'm not going to preach a Palm Sunday message. My plan today is to celebrate, to pause to be grateful and to, to share with you all all that God has done over the last couple of years. It's been quite a journey. You know, I say this every time I get a chance. I, I think I get to go to church and with some of the, the best people on the planet. Honestly, I, you all are some of the most generous, kind grace-filled people on the planet, and I love my church because of that. I love being the pastor here, but if I weren't the pastor here, I'd love going to church here just because of the kinds of people that God has put in the vineyard in Wheeling, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And we see this expressed in all kinds of ways, from open arms when people walk through the door or come back after being gone for a while, to the generosity of this congregation. You know, over the years, we have been doing something called, in November, called Be the Blessing, and it's a generosity campaign, generosity with our, our finances and generosity with our time to serve our community and give it away. And uh, it, it started out, I think we called it uh, Be Rich originally, but it eventually Be the Blessing is, is the name that we landed on, and we've been doing this for years and years and years. And over the years, we have seen every year you all exceed our goals for what we want to raise and give away and make a difference with in our community and around the world. 
And uh, we've done everything from make over an orphanage for boys in, in Elm Grove and, and take it from an institutional vibe to a, to a homey vibe. And I mean, just an amazing transformation there. We've helped Madison School with countless projects. We've been feeding the homeless. Uh, we've been supporting uh, pregnancy counseling in our community. We've helped different, different ministries and different programs over the years. Uh, it depends on what year, what program we're supporting. We've been doing a food drive every year. And you guys raise between, pretty consistently, between three and four tons of food a year. Uh, and we've been doing that for years and years and years to stock the house of the carpenter for the Christmas season and, and into the new year so that people who come to their food pantry have food to eat. And we've been doing Operation Christmas Child, which if you're not familiar with that, is a... Um, we, have, we all pack shoe boxes with toys and we send them around the world to kids who will not get a Christmas present otherwise. And this has been going on since the, the 1990s, but we got involved, I don't know, how many years ago, 10 plus years ago. We have sent thousands and thousands of these boxes. We think we sent over 600 boxes just from our church and we are the regional processing center for Operation Christmas Child. So we process literally thousands of boxes every year and ship them around the world. And so it's been quite an amazing run, but this year for Be the Blessing, well, this year was a different thing altogether. We, uh, we typically, as, you, as many of you know, try to raise somewhere around $25,000 to do good with around our community. And, and you all usually beat that by a significant amount, double or more, and we end up getting to do even more good. And I, we love that. That's, it's, it, again, it shows the, the generosity that God has put in the hearts of the people who call the Vineyard Church in Wheeling home. This year, though, we had some big, hairy, audacious goals. Uh, this year, our, we wanted to start a rehab program, which was about $260,000 to seed that program, working with Hope Center Ministries. Um, we wanted to start a new after-school program. We had uh, still needed to feed the homeless through the winter, and so we, uh, we were adopting a ministry in Costa Rica to feed street children, uh, and, and on and on and on. And so we needed to raise about $300,000 this year, which was a big, hairy, audacious goal to go from $25,000 to $300,000. Um, and... Um, and I, we've, we've announced before that we've, we hit that goal. In fact, we've more than hit that goal. We ex far exceeded it. We've got people donating large sums of money who don't even come to church here, who live on the other side of the country because they heard about the project. It's been amazing. And I want to tell you what's going on. I want to give you an update and celebrate what God has been doing with this. Hope Center, uh, we were expecting to have to raise that money over the course of a year to get that up and running, and, and we need this. This is a need in our community, right? We've, uh, addiction is out of control. It's, it's killing so many people. And so, uh, you know, the, we were going to lean in, we're going to do it, but didn't expect to hit our goal uh, but within five weeks, we had exceeded our goal. And Hope Centers, right now, uh, I talked to Steve, who is the, the director of getting new centers started. Their plan is to make Wheeling kind of the hub for the region. 
And um, they are looking to either purchase land and build right away or purchase a house, a large house and some property uh, and get it renovated and ready to go. But before the end of the year, we will have, uh, God willing in the crypto rise, a hope center going here in the Ohio Valley. Um, And so uh, that is so exciting. They are not waiting around. They are working on it behind the scenes. They've been working with a realtor, Of course, as most of us know, the inventory for housing around here is pretty low, so we're working to find find a place. If you have property that's within 20 minutes of the church and you want to sell five acres, let me know uh, because we'll get it going. Um, Keys for Cougars is the after-school program that we started on Friday afternoons and, uh, you know, didn't know what to expect at Madison with this, with this program, but we have over 60 kids showing up each week for this after-school program, and uh, you guys have made that possible, and it's up and running, and next semester is going to be bigger and better than this semester. We've got people mentoring. Mentor, we have been doing mentoring at Madison with kids one-on-one. Now we have classroom mentors coming in each week, and we have one-on-one mentors. Uh, guys, and the impact on the kids is, is unbelievable. Um, and we uh, adopted a ministry called Feed My Sheep. And Feed My Sheep is feeding street children on the streets of San Jose, Costa Rica. I was just down there about two months ago uh, visiting and checking things out. Uh, We just purchased food this past week for the next three months to feed these kids um, and working with Pastor Caesar and his wife Vanessa in their little church to feed somewhere between 75 and 100 kids a week um, or a day. For the, and, and for many of these kids, it's the only meal that they will get. But we fully funded our goal for that with Be the Blessing. And again, I just want to celebrate and just be grateful to God for what he has done. Of course, we cooked the freeze shelter food. We do this each year. If you're not familiar with that, we cook food for uh, the youth services system sponsors a freeze shelter for the homeless to get them off the street through the coldest months of the year. We cook about 80% of that food and we put it in a frozen warehouse downtown. Uh, We cook it all in a week. Uh, Miss Cheryl and her team come in and just rock it. And they are, these are not skimpy meals. These are wholesome, uh, nutrient-packed meals. Usually we have a couple, either one or several farmers donate uh, beef um, and so uh, we, we cook these meals, we freeze them, they eat them all winter long, they are well nourished and get the uh, protein and, and nutrients they need to stay warm throughout the day. And again, you guys make that happen year in, year out. I was just having a conversation with somebody last week and, who's a farmer and he's like, I've got a cow, do you want it now or do you want it, do you want it in the fall? I said, keep it till the fall, but I just love the, the way uh, you guys lean in and try to, to uh, be the hands and feet of Christ in practical, be the blessing kind of ways and in sharing your faith and in inviting people to be a part of what is going on. You know, um, one of the things that our, we raised money for with Be the Blessing this year was um, 
was just, uh, again, providing food for, for the folks at, at Hohog. And I'm speaking directly to the folks at Hohog in this message. So hi, guys. Love you all. Um, but if you all could just uh, take a moment and appreciate and give some thanks to, to the folks who, who gave to be able to provide food for you guys on Sunday mornings and all of that, um, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, and I want everyone who's watching to know that, you know, a few weekends ago, we baptized a bunch of people at our Warden Run campus, but the following weekend, we baptized 12 people down at our Hohog campus, Han- our Hearts of Hope, Hands of God campus for the homeless um, in uh, East Wheeling, and God is on the move. There's so much to celebrate. Guys, there's so much going on at the Vineyard Church. And, you know, as we've gone through COVID, it's been an interesting ride. I mean, we have had to adapt in so many ways. And I've watched as churches have struggled uh, all over the place to, to, to even make it through. And in the midst of that, guys, this church is alive. It is growing. It has grown. It is, it is amazing. You know, we have around 30 groups, uh, life groups going. Uh, we've got our Mothers of Preschool group, uh, which this, the building, again, on Warden Run Road every Monday is full of moms and, and little preschool kids. The whole hallway smells like diapers. It's awesome. And, uh, and, and they get together and they find life together and they lean into God together. And we're reaching well beyond just our church with our mops ministry. We have a ministry called Stephen's Ministry that our prayer and care team leans into. These, these folks have been trained to walk with people through the difficult situations of life so that you're not alone when you're going through a hard time, but that you can lean into your church and then we'll pair you with somebody and, and they'll pray with you and coach you and listen to you and, and help you through that season. And they're trained to do that and they're good at what they do. And that is amazing. You know, on, on any given Sunday night here at Warden Run, we have our 180 ministry, which is our youth ministry, somewhere between 60 and 80 uh, youth showing up every week hearing about Jesus on their level, leaning into small group life together and asking questions and learning how to follow Jesus and finding him, some of them, for the very first time. On Wednesday nights, we have our college group, The Way, that comes together. And we've got, again, between 60 and 80 college students who show up every week and hear about Jesus on their level and find community and, and support and life together, finding the support they need to follow Jesus in a world that's kind of hostile to Jesus. On Sunday mornings, we'll have between 80 and 100 kids show up for our, our kids' ministry along. They bring their parents, of course, and come to our, our church services. And this is all through the COVID pandemic. You know, something else that just blew me away was a few weeks ago, I did a message on financial fear, and we offered Financial Peace University, uh, and we've got 90 folks showing up for that on Tuesday nights, uh, and I just, I look out at that group, and I think, my goodness, this is going to change not just their lives, which it will, but it will change our church, and it will change our community for years and years to come, and we get to be a part of that. God is on the move. 
Now we've got some amazing events coming up. We have, for years, we've wanted to partner with Chick-fil-A and WinShape to do a WinShape day camp in our community. That is happening this August. So excited about that. We just did our egg hunt. We had about 3,500 people show up for that. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I mean, again, all through COVID, God is on the move and people are dying to connect with people. Now, for you, those of you watching online, uh, I want to invite you to come back in person, you know, and, and let me give you the kind of the rundown of, of how we've gotten to where we are now and where we're going from here. You know, COVID landed about a little over two years ago, and, um, and everybody went inside, including us. We, we, we went online. Well, let me back up before that. So we were meeting here, and we were meeting at the Highlands, and we had outgrown our space here at Warden Run Road. And when we had outgrown it, we had said, well, we got, we've got to make more space because the reason we exist is to help people find and follow God. And if there is one person in our community who doesn't know Jesus, we're going to continue to reach out and invite and share the gospel and all of that. But if we don't have room for them, we can't include them, we can't incorporate them, we can't teach them, so we have to have space. We can't reach people we can't see. So we made the difficult call to leave the, the building that we were comfortable with, the church just left the building with Elvis, and, and go mobile and go to the Capitol Theater. And that's where we were. And we were meeting there for a while, and then COVID hit. And things were going pretty well at the Capitol. The challenge was the children's space wasn't quite big enough, but things were going pretty well. When COVID hit, of course, we went online like everybody else did, and we saw the church grow online. We were reaching more people than we were reaching when we were meeting in person. Well, after several months of that, we decided for the summer months to meet outside at Heritage Port when God blessed us with one of the most beautiful, nice weather summers we've ever had. That was amazing because we were one of the few churches that was meeting in person, and again, the church grew as we were meeting outside at Heritage Port. But as happens every year, the weather turns in October, and we decided at that point uh, looking at what was going on in churches all over the country, and that only about 20 to 30 percent of the population would feel comfortable coming back inside to meet together at that point in the pandemic. There was still a lot of fear. We decided rather than focusing on 20 to 30 percent of the church, let's focus on 100 percent of the church and put together a church service to take into homes for people to gather together with the people that they were comfortable gathering with. We called it church at home. And we had family groups, we had neighborhood groups, we had small groups that were used to meeting together before, gathering together. And we started a campus in East Wheeling for the homeless uh, called Hohog, which I've already, already discussed in this message. But we started that, which is now running between 40 and 50 people a weekend. And, and, and we saw great engagement with church at home. And we would pre-produce the, the, the services during the week and upload them to the internet. And all you had to do is plug in a Roku and hit play and your group, it was questions for your group and the whole deal. And, uh, and that went on until last Easter, so about a year ago where we came back in person at our Warden Run campus. Again, probably back up to about 60% of the population was comfortable coming back at that point. Uh, 
but we saw huge numbers online. So again, our numbers were, were, were bigger than they were before COVID. I mean, just blessed, so blessed to be able to continue to reach in the midst, reach out and connect with people in the midst of all of that. Well, if you have been, which if you're watching online, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. If you've been to Ward and Run over the last couple of months, we are out of space again. Um, we have outgrown the building again. And we are going back to the Capitol Theater uh, for church services starting next weekend. Um, it, we are going to be doing one service uh, for Easter and uh, we can seat about, I don't know, 2,300 people at the Capitol. I think we'll be okay. Um, and uh, if you're watching online and you haven't been back, I want to invite you to come back this weekend. Come back. It's time to come back if you at all possibly can uh, and, and be in person with the family of God. It's different than, than watching online. Watching online is good, and if you live further than 30 minutes or however far is too far to drive, then I, I totally understand, and I don't want to chase you off. I'm not saying that. But if you live within driving distance of the church, it's time to come back, and this Easter would be a perfect time to do it. Now, we're making this move to the capital because, because of our mission, because as long as there's one person who doesn't know Jesus in our community, we need to make space for him. That's why we're doing it. And yes, I think the entire staff team would love to stay here at Warden Run Road. It's very comfortable, but we can't get anybody else in the door, so we're not going to. We're going to sacrifice our comfort for the sake of the mission and the vision of our church. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, the Capitol is a phenomenal facility, and we are very blessed to be able to be there. But here's what I want to say, and, and as we've talked through the last series that we did on fear, gratitude is so important. And I hope that as I share these stories, that your heart is filled with gratitude for what God has done in your church and is doing through your church, and through not just through your church by extension, through your life, through your giving, through your generosity, through your participation, and hopefully through your invitation to change our community and to change our world. We are so very blessed. Now, next weekend is Easter, and I want you I desperately want you to experience the full impact of what Jesus has done. And so, again, I want to invite you to take time each, each week, or each day, I'm sorry, take time each day and read the scriptures that we have outlined, John 11 through John 21. I want you to take some time on Friday, if at all possible, and come to 647 Warden Run Road, and go through the Stations of the Cross between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And I want you to take time this week and invite people to come. Bring as many people with you as you can. Guys, it's part of the reason Jesus leaves us on earth after we find him is to be in partnership with him and helping other people find and follow and, uh, and guys, this is the easiest opportunity, the most strategic invitation of the year. And so bring your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, bring everyone you possibly can with you next 
Sunday. And like I said, we have a new kid center across the street. It's on the corner of 10th and Main. Uh, it is huge, and uh, we've got just wonderful space. We've had volunteers working on it. That's the other thing we need to celebrate is our volunteers who have been working tirelessly to get that space ready for this weekend and for every weekend beyond because we're going to be at the Capitol Theater from next weekend, from Easter Sunday on. With a few exceptions during the year, we'll meet outside or we'll be back at Warden Run because of scheduling conflicts. But for the most part, we're going to be at the Capitol so that we can help the Ohio Valley find and follow God. Next weekend, I'm announcing a new sermon series that we're going to kick off after Easter, and you're not going to want to miss it. We'll see you then. God bless. Thanks again for joining us here at the Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God, and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.